Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. Back by popular demand, we have one of the brightest strategists and a man with vision regarding government and politics, former Deputy County Executive, former Tonawanda Supervisor, former Councilman Carl J. Calabrese. And I'd like to read a little bit from the article by Robert McCarthy when uh, Carl Calabrese announced his retirement from the area's biggest lobbying firms. It writes as follows. When Carl J. Calabrese was helping to form the Masiello, Martucci, and Calabrese lobbying firm 16 years ago, just about everyone in New York State's political community warned that basing the business in Buffalo was destined to fail. Now the firm is the biggest of its kind in Western New York, and several other lobbyists now boast Buffalo offices too. As he announced his retirement Friday, Calabrese said, the Buffalo connection remains one of his proudest accomplishments as he steps away from a long career in government and politics. Quote, the past year or so led me to this decision, he said. My mind, body, and spirit says it's time. Carl Calabrese is with us today, and he looks 5, 10, 20 years ahead in government and politics with his predictions And that. Let's talk about our system of justice. There are many, if you watch Fox News or Newsmax, they talk about two systems of our legal system, two systems of justice, where Trump in months is indicted and arrested, but now it's been several years since Hillary Clinton was caught running 33,000 top secret emails through her home server. Do And she's off. Uh, do we have two systems of justice, Carl Calabrese? Unfortunately, Brian, we do. Uh, this administration has weaponized the Department of Justice, the FBI, and other law enforcement and intelligence agencies against their political opponents. It's it's scary and it's saddening to see. Uh, there's no better example of, of this two-tiered system. You mentioned one, Hillary Clinton and her emails, uh, and the other, of course, being Hunter Biden. You know, the federal government did not pursue a uh, charge for violation of what is known as the FARA Act, the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Uh, it basically says if you're collecting money from foreign governments to represent them, 
There's nothing illegal about that, but you've got to report it, disclose it. And he didn't do that. Uh, collected millions, and we, I, we've only maybe scratched the surface on exactly how much money has come into the Bidens uh, from foreign governments. Uh, but you think back to a guy named Paul Manafort, who was Donald Trump's uh, first campaign manager during the nomination process. He was charged and convicted of violating the FARA Act, not registering as a foreign agent, not reporting income, not paying taxes on that income. Sound familiar? And uh, he went to jail. In fact, solitary confinement. So, you know, if, if, if ever, there's ever a, a need to give people examples of a two-tiered system of justice, there's four words. Hillary Clinton, Paul Manafort, and maybe six, throwing Hunter Biden being the the uh, exception that everybody in government looks the other way for when he commits crimes. But it's terrible. And you know what really bothers me, Brian? Yes. Is the fact that the more evidence that comes out that we do have a two-tiered system of justice, that the FBI and the DOJ have been politicized to go after political opponents of the Bidens, not one single Democrat in the House or the Senate has spoken up and said, you know, putting party aside, this is not about Donald Trump. It's not about Republicans. This is about maintaining the integrity of the system. Because the two pillars that uphold a republic like ours are free speech and equal justice under the law. And if you start knocking those pillars down, you're going to eventually knock down the republic. And not one single Democrat has come out and said, this is wrong. I don't care about the party because someday, right now it's being used against Republicans, but someday... It may be used against a Democrat, and we've got to stop it, and we've got to stand up against it, and we've got to clean house and reform. I'm still waiting for that one Democrat with a conscience to come out and make that statement. Yeah, it's, it seems that our justice system has become highly partisan. Let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, you've probably met him. You've been talking about him for 10 years. Um, you've probably met him a couple times. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, him winning uh, this nomination, and if he can win the general election. I think you said on television he can win the nomination, but it's really iffy about him winning the general election. But you have a lot of different things going on now. It seems that the arrest and indictment has coalesced and strengthened his core group, and there's, um, I see, a four-point spread with him ahead and him behind. So where do you see the general election with Donald Trump as the nominee, Carl Calabrese? Yeah, first of all, I, you know, it's funny that every time he's indicted, and by the way, I don't think he's done being indicted. I think he's going to be indicted out of Georgia, and um, he, may, he uh, may be indicted on the January 6th issue as well. But every time he's been indicted, his numbers go up, not down. His spread and lead over the rest of the field it goes up, not down. So, uh, as I've said many times, you know, there's a there's a theory out there, a school of thought that the Democrats are so afraid of Donald Trump that they they want to put him away in jail so he can't run. And I don't buy that. I think it's the opposite. They want Donald Trump. They think they can beat Donald Trump. Um, and I think they know that every time they do something like this, his numbers amongst his base go up, and his chances of winning the nomination go up. So right now, I mean, as you know, Brian, you've been in politics as long as I have. A lot can happen. Things can change quickly. But I think we both agree if the, all the primaries were held today, uh, he, would, he would walk away with this thing. He's away, but right now he's the odds-on favorite. Can he win a national election? I have my concerns about that. I have some serious doubts, and, and here's why. 
uh, if you look at the 2020 election, Donald Trump lost because three groups that voted for him in 2016 abandoned him in 2020. And those three groups were suburbanites, independents, and women in general, suburban women in particular. Um, now, the question is, will they come back as they did? Will they come back and, and vote for him like they did in 2016? I don't know. I mean, a lot of, uh, if you look at the polls, those people left him not because they disliked his policies, just the opposite. They liked his policies. They just couldn't take the personality, the fighting, what's called Trump fatigue. They couldn't take it anymore. And they said, we've got to calm things down and we've got to return to some some level of normalcy. Uh, they didn't get that with Biden, but that's what they thought they were voting for. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I go back to the Carter-Reagan debate in mm-hmm. 1980, and I'm sure you remember it. They only had one debate, but the famous line in that debate was Ronald Reagan at the end of the debate, debate looking at the camera and asking the American people, saying, this election comes down to just one question. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? I think that pretty much nailed the election for him, that one simple question. I think that if Trump is the candidate, I think the Democrats are going to update that question, and they're going to go back to those three groups, the independents, the suburbanites, the women, and they're going to say, do you feel any differently about Donald Trump today than you did in 2020? And my concern is is that Donald Trump under indictment is going to be very combative, and all the, 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 the most... The, the, what many people think is the worst feature of Donald Trump, that combativeness, the it can be rudeness and crudeness and, you know, an alley fighter type of guy is going to be very, very apparent in the campaign. And it's going to remind those folks why they didn't vote for him in 2020. That's my concern. I, I'm not going to make a prediction yet uh, because I don't even know if Biden's going to be the nominee. I have, I have serious doubts about that as well, given his health and cognitive situation. Uh, but I do have concerns about it. I, I think it's a, pretty much given he's going to win the nomination, but... Nowhere near as certain about winning a national election. We're learning a great deal from one of the brightest people in politics and government, Carl J. Calabrese, former Deputy County Executive, Tonawanda Supervisor and Tonawanda Councilman. If you're listening in Tonawanda, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., as our 50,000 clear channel watts of the BET 1520 reach 17 states and much of Canada, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, The Rusk Report, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We have received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand at the Bet 1520, so drop us a note. Little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia, in your mailbox each week. I'd like to mention that next week we'll have New York State Republican Chair Ed Cox on this program, and I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, John Katsimatidis, 
the owner of the Quick Fill 375 gas stations, Tony Casale, New York State Elections Commissioner, and Bernie Marino from Ohio, one of the top business leaders. A little bit more information from this article by Bob McCarthy of the Buffalo News when Carl Calabrese retired. Calabrese, 69, has emerged as one of the leading figures of Buffalo's growing lobbying industry. The former Tonawanda supervisor and deputy county executive has partnered for many years with former Mayor Anthony Massiello and former Tonawanda Republican Chair Vic Martucci to make the firm the largest in the area. Last year, it represented clients ranging from the NFTA to the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus with state records indicating billings of almost $1.5 million. A great leader in government and politics, Carl J. Calabrese. Let's talk about an unknown factor with the presidential race. That's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's polling 17 to 20 points for president against uh, Biden for the primaries. Uh, is there a chance that perhaps this man could run, as Ross Perot did, as a third-party candidate, siphon off votes from Joe Biden and guarantee a Trump victory? Where are we with RFK Jr.? Yeah, I think we're, we're looking at two different paths that this could take right now. Uh, the first path is he stays in the Democrat primaries, and, uh, you know, Biden has pretty much conceded the first two events. He's not going to participate in the Iowa caucus, and he's not going to participate in New Hampshire primary. Um, he's going to start in South Carolina, uh, which is pretty friendly territory for him. So, you know, it's, uh, RFK would, would dominate those first two. He would get a lot of media attention, a lot of buzz. Um, but I, I'm looking at it, I'm saying, you know, this could, if he stays in the Democrat Party primaries, this could be something like 1968 with Eugene McCarthy running against Lyndon Johnson. No one gave Eugene McCarthy any kind of chance at all. He was an anti the anti-war candidate campaigning against the, the most powerful Democrat in the country, who was incumbent president. He goes into New Hampshire, and he does not win New Hampshire, but he comes within four or five points. And that was enough to sink the Johnson candidacy. He, within, a, within weeks, he, Johnson announced he was not going to seek renomination for another term um I, you know that could happen that biden continues to slip in the polls biden continues to show major decline in terms of his physical condition his his cognitive condition and kennedy scores a way above expectations doesn't beat him but really puts a huge chink in the armor uh and produces a, another lbj moment uh that's that's scenario number one scenario number two is what you mentioned there's there's growing opinion and I think somewhat pressure on Kennedy to take a look at running as a third-party candidate. Um, this group called No Labels is looking to put forward a third-party ticket made up of a, a Democrat and a Republican, Republican and Democrat, um, and offer them as an alternative. And there's, there's a lot of op-ed pieces now and political strategists coming out and saying, this is the better path for Kennedy. This, this is a very interesting year. You've now got more independents registered in this country than you do Republicans or Democrats. Uh, people are, are dying for a, a real choice. There's a lot of negativity about a rematch between Biden and Trump. And this just may be the year when the third party might click. And, and Robert F. Kennedy, with his name, his star power, uh, teamed up with a Republican, could be 
could be where all the stars and the moons come into into alignment and produce a real political upheaval. Now, I don't think a third party can outright win. Um, as long as we have an electoral college that requires the winner of the presidential race to get 50 percent plus one of the electoral votes, I think the, the most logical and uh, outcome would be a stalemate. Nobody has the necessary votes to become president based on the state elections, which means, according to the Constitution, the vote, the decision then goes to the House of Representatives. And they don't vote as individuals. They vote as state delegations. So whatever party is in control of that state delegation, they get one vote for their candidate. So, for example, if, if State A has six Republicans and five Democrats in the House of Representatives, the Republicans would have the power to cast the, the vote for that state for the Republican or vice versa. Now, would that create problems? I think it would. I think you would. People would go crazy over that, the fact that a Republican-dominated Congress by state delegations made the choice. But that's what the Constitution says. But I think it would produce a lot of a lot of pushback, especially from the left, saying this shows that our Constitution is out of date and we need a complete overall. We've got to start all over again and make a modern Constitution. They've been trying to do that now for 100 years, and an event like I just described might be enough for them to, to really jumpstart that movement. And that scares me. We're learning a great deal from Carl J. Calabrese, former Republican Deputy County Executive, former Supervisor of Tonawanda, former Councilman in Tonawanda, a man with great vision and intelligence who's giving us his predictions today on the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200. Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little bit more information from this article by Robert McCarthy in the Buffalo News about Carl Calabrese's retirement. It reads, even as the COVID-19 pandemic negatively affected many businesses, Carl Calabrese said the firm has flourished because local governments and private industries still need representation in Albany as well as before municipal councils and planning boards. Our clients are still dealing with government lockdown or not, he said. Carl Calabrese, our guest today. Let's talk about the Hunter Biden matter a little bit more. A lot of people think he got off easy with misdemeanors for $3 million in tax evasion, that the average person who would perform this would serve in jail, hard time, five to ten years uh, let's talk about that. Did he get off really easy, Carl Calabrese? Oh, no question about it. Uh, he got off easy from what was done and what wasn't done. The Department of Justice, remember, this investigation has been going on for five years. And what did they produce? Uh, you know, a couple of misdemeanors and um, a felony charge, but then they divert the sentence uh, into a drug rehab uh, program so he doesn't have to go to jail. Uh, on the federal gun charge. That's a serious, serious charge. Believe me, Brian, uh, you or I, we lie on a, on a form in buying a gun. Uh, we're going to jail. Uh, and there's countless examples of people who did that and then ended up in jail. Uh, and so he gets off on that. He, uh, he gets the two misdemeanors on the, on the tax charges. But in slow walking this investigation, the DOJ allowed two additional tax years 2014 and 2015, 
where he had not paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, they allowed the statute of limitations to run out on those two years. And so that was swept aside by virtue of the slow walking and allowing the statute of limitations to come into play. And then the, the remaining charges he gets reduced to misdemeanors. He's not going to see any jail time. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, and then you've got all kinds of information coming out now from the whistleblowers on just how much the DOJ interfered with the prosecutor and, and did all kinds of things that show the bias. For example, um, the FBI was going to search his, uh, his storage unit, and somebody kicked him off days in advance. Uh, so when they got there, there wasn't very much, uh, much treasure to be, to be had. Of, from a criminal investigation standpoint. Lots of examples like that. Uh, it, it just it, You just shake your head and, and you say, don't these people have any shame? I mean, the answer is no, <laughs> they don't. They, they do this stuff. They've always had the media backing them, and I think that has given them a, a level of hubris that uh, may be starting to work against them because if you've noticed, all of a sudden the mainstream media, the TV networks, news stations or news shows are beginning to do lengthy stories about this. Uh, Washington Post and the New York Times are beginning to print stories about this. Uh, the, the White House press conferences have become war zones with very, very aggressive questions uh, aimed at the presidential spokesperson. So uh, that may be changing. We'll, we'll have to wait and see if that plays out. Uh, you know, sometimes the media goes just so far to give themselves cover to say, oh, you see, we, we covered it. Uh, we're, we're not biased. And then they back off. I'm watching to see if they if they back off at some point, or do they continue? I've, all, I've always said this, this whole issue has got a Pulitzer Prize waiting to be awarded to the enterprising reporters who've become truly investigative reporters like a Woodward and Bernstein from the Watergate era. And so far, uh, just as I said earlier, no Democrat has stepped up in the House or Senate to call out the double standard and the threat to our republic by politicizing law enforcement. So far, no reporter has stepped forward to say, I'm going to be the next Woodward and Bernstein. Let's talk a little bit about statute of limitations. I remember with the arrest of Donald Trump with these rape charges in New York City, uh, there was, I believe, a seven-year statute of limitations. But this woman accusing Donald Trump of rape, we were going back to the 1990s, uh, about uh, 25 to 30 years, and the lady could not remember if it was 1995, 1996, 1997. She didn't know what year she was allegedly raped by the former president of the United States. But they still went forward, even though the statute of limitations for years um, had run out. Uh, why can't we go after Hunter Biden uh, when the statute of limitations expired, similar to what they did to Donald Trump. Well, we, we certainly could if you had a Department of Justice that wanted to pursue that. Uh, but again, we get back to that double standard. Uh, there's all kinds of double standards in, in this uh, prosecution of, of Donald Trump. Another one has to do with federal prosecutors getting his lawyer to testify in front of grand juries, and you know, and really, really bumping up against that. What I thought was a, a, a rock-solid principle of uh, client-attorney privilege and confidentiality, and they've—that's that seems to be gone now, at least with with regards to Donald Trump's prosecution. But the problem is, you know, they do it to Donald Trump; they can do it to anybody, and uh, that—that's that's the argument. That's that's what Donald Trump is saying to his supporters: they're not coming after me; they're coming after you. And what they can do to me, they can do to you. And that's that's resonating with his people, and I think it's. 
it's one of the reasons why you see his lead continue to go up every time another shoe drops in terms of an indictment. What about uh, with Merritt Garland holding up the investigation to other uh, states, into Washington, D.C., and California, all these uh, matters regarding Hunter Biden, and it seems to have been stonewalled, while Merritt Garland said on TV at press conferences that this prosecutor had uh, complete freedom with everything he did, but then he was denied these two venues to pursue. Yeah, Mer- I- I'm sure, Brian, you feel the same way I do. Am I glad that Merrick Garland never got on the Supreme Court? Because we were told he was a nonpartisan, fair-minded judge, uh, and it's just the opposite now. You're, you're basically a political operative now, uh, dancing to the tune of, of the Bidens and the Democrat establishment. Uh, somebody's lying here. That's, that's the story. Either the, the um, uh, attorney, the U.S. attorney Weiss, who says he was interfered with, is lying, or Garland, who under oath said there's no interference. One of the two is lying, and I hope the Republican House gets them both back in front of their committee under oath and gets to the bottom of it. Well, wouldn't this be in writing uh, where Weiss was pursuing uh, information in Washington, D.C., and California, and Hunter Biden? Wouldn't that be in writing? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, I read a book once, Brian, and you remember this guy. Tip O'Neill, yeah. who wrote a, who was a Speaker of the House, a very colorful politician, uh, wrote a book called All Politics is Local. Right. And one of his rules, one of his rules, I'll never forget it, in that book for politicians is, quote, if you don't have to write it, say it. If you don't have to say it, nod it. And if you don't have to nod it, wink it. Uh, that may very well have been the rule in play here. Well, another Democrat, former Congressman Dulski, used to say, never sign a letter, never send a letter. You don't have to. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it's in writing. Okay. I I... One uh, last question here. We have a few minutes left. Uh, the liberals were going after AM radio, trying to get rid of AM radio and cars. Now they're going after wood pizza parlors in New York City. And our governor, even though she has a gas stove, wants to eliminate your opportunity to put in a new gas stove in years to come. What's going on with our country, these silly situations? Well, this is the result of electing progressive leftists to office and the result of the progressive left literally infiltrating and dominating just about every major organization and institution in our in our society from from government to business to big tech to entertainment to professional organizations like the American Bar Association, the American Medical Association, uh, education, I can go on and on. But they've been, they've been at it for a good 40 years, and they have now succeeded in pretty much dominating all of those institutions. And now you're seeing the results of that, whether it be the, the Bud Light controversy with the transgender individual uh, or, or these efforts to, t- to go after gas stoves, and now the coal-fired ovens in New York City, it's not going to stop. Anybody thinks it's going to stop, no, you're, you're wrong. For, for these two reasons, and I've always said this, the left is never satisfied and the left never sleeps. And if they're not successful today at getting something, they will be back tomorrow to try again. If they get half the loaf today of something they want, they will be back tomorrow to go after the, the remaining 50% of the loaf. That's the nature of the movement. and. We're, We've only begun to see just how radical it is and how 
much it could affect our way of life and, and our culture. And these are, all, these are all good examples of where that movement is going. Don't expect it to stop. Expect it to get even more, even more radical, even more pronounced, even more aggressive in the way we live our lives. Okay, I'm sorry we have to come to a close. We've been uh, speaking with the gifted uh, man in government and politics with his predictions, Carl J. Calabrese, former Republican Deputy County Executive. Special thanks also to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us once again. One of the brightest people in the area of government and politics, Carl J. Calabrese. Have a great Thank week. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.